Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is your host, Ralph Burns, and this is episode 236. And like we do every month here on Perpetual Traffic... We invite the Minister of Media, the Maven of Media at Tier 11. I just thought Maven of Media sounds even cooler. None other than Angela Ponsford, who it's been exactly a month since you've been on Perpetual Traffic, telling us what's working now inside Tier 11, the cutting edge, cool stuff we're doing at this high volume Facebook and Instagram ad agency running in excess of $100 million a year in Facebook ads, direct response. Angela, great to have you back on the show. I know you've got some cool stuff to show us this week. Psyched to have you on. And yeah, welcome to Perpetual Traffic again. Thanks. Good to be back again. So Angela has been, I think every month she feels the pressure to come up with something that's ultra cool. Like I, <laughs> And I think the interesting thing about what we do inside tier 11 is that a lot of the stuff we actually do is really cool. We just don't realize it because we're doing it every single day. And it's sort of like our everyday routine. It's like two episodes ago when we talked about, or or two episodes back when you came on, I think the first time we talked about a testing framework, which we're still, you know, maybe we can even get a little bit of an update on that on this episode. Yep. But it's like all of us as media buyers inside tier 11 realized we were all doing the same thing on this ad grouping idea, which sort of led to the Chelsea testing protocol. But that was like something we thought was kind of just mundane and sort of ordinary, but it was actually sort of a breakthrough. So much so we talked about it just a couple of episodes ago on perpetual traffic as one of the really breakthrough technologies, breakthrough strategies that we've discovered inside tier 11 in 2019 and beyond. So Pressure's not on you every month or so to come up with something (laughs) ultra cool, just something like cool that maybe our listeners don't know about. So today is no exception. So awesome to have you on. What do you got this month for what's working now inside Tier 11? Yeah, so uh, today I wanted to talk about Creator Studio in Facebook and uh, how probably most people listening might not actually equate that with running good ads because it's mainly showing you insights from the organic posts on your page, but really just talk about how we've been using it over the past couple of weeks for a new year launch that we've been doing for a client. So it's super cool. Creator Studio. So Creator Studio, we actually did a little research prior to hitting record on today's episode. It came out back in July of this past year, right? Yep. Correct. So it's still relatively new. 
Right. It's pretty new. Yeah. And I think really most of our media buyers in the agency haven't been using it, but we have really dived into it. One of our longest serving media buyers has been diving into it over the past couple of weeks. And the, the insights that you can get in there are just amazing and really, really driving this launch that we're doing and really, really helping with our paid strategy. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. And this is no small launch, ladies and gentlemen. These guys are going to be spending, what, a million dollars in the a month of January? In, yep. Yep. And actually in less than in about three weeks, they want to spend a million dollars. So yeah, it's a fairly significant, fairly important launch for us. <laughs> <laughs> fairly significant. Yeah. There's just a little bit of money on the table here. And yep. uh, Creative Studio has played a pretty large role in understanding, well, maybe you can explain it a little bit better, but, you know, page posts and organic page posts, which we've talked about here on Perpetual Traffic in the past, probably not as much as we probably should, but page posts and organic posts give you a leading indicator from an engagement standpoint as to what resonates with your audience. And you can actually translate those learnings and that data right from your page into potential ads. But Creator Studio is even like the next level of that. So maybe you can sort of take a step back and how our media buyer, Jenny, in this case, sort of use Creator Studio plus insights from page posts in order to create what is, you know, turning out to be so far a hugely successful launch for this customer of ours. So a tiny bit of background on the launch and where we kind of started from. The client does a lot of live videos and then we're taking those lives and making them into ads. Now the main issue that we had was that they have done these launches before but they're not with us as their agency and so we don't have access to the previous stats from the ad accounts. So we've right. really had to dive into the organic, the live posts from previous launches and try and figure out, okay, what was working then? What can we reuse and what strategies can we take and advise for the ads for this launch? So it really has been a, you know, taking it right the way back through all the organic posts and looking at those stats and then devising that strategy. So that's why we've really had to dive into the posts and using Creator Studio as our main tool to get those insights so that we could devise a, a really good strategy for this launch. Yeah. I mean, this is an intimidating thing for the average person who's running Facebook ads. Okay. I want you to spend yep. a million dollars and have it be within a specific CPA cost per acquisition, maybe a specific return on ad spend, especially as they get closer and closer to the end of the launch when there's hopefully we'll get a flurry of activity from a purchase and a sales standpoint. But like this is starting from scratch. There was no previous, you know, breadcrumbs, so to speak, from the previous agency. So our media buyer had to start basically just completely with a blank slate. And yep. how did she actually do that? And, you know, how did page post insights and the signals that we get on the page and how does that relate to creator studio so if i talk about like the insights the the page insights which which a lot of people will probably be aware of you know so when you're on your facebook page through business manager you have or when you're an admin on the page you see at the top of the screen you'll see insights and if you click on that on the there's a menu appears on the left hand side and you click on posts and that takes you into every post that has been published on the page. So that includes 
paid posts and organic posts. And you can just basically have a list of them and they're organized in terms of the date that they were posted. So if you wanted to look at something from maybe a couple of months ago, you kind of have to filter through and, and scroll down and see where that post appeared. And then you get some basic information on it about, you know, the reach and the engagement. And then if you click into the post, you can get uh, some additional information that it tells you uh, if you had put any money behind it, if how much reach you got on organic, how much reach you got on paid. So there is a lot of information in there, but it's not very easy to sort and filter and find things from certainly a long way back. So then, you know, Jenny and I were, you know, chatting about it and we talked about, you know, what about Creator Studio? Have you looked in there? And Jenny hadn't used it. So we started going in there and then that's really where we began to really see the value of this tool and looking back at various different posts and then really getting those those really good insights that we could then use to develop a strategy so if you have gone into insights and posts you you know you're aware of the information that's in there but creator studio kind of takes it to that next level certainly with allowing you to sort and filter yeah and page insights especially under posts it's I think a lot of people, and I've talked to a fair amount of people about this, like they're not exactly sure what to look for either. It's not only you can't really sort the posts really well. One of the things with this customer is that they're very diligent about posting organic content, like no call to action, just free content that obviously increases the health of their page, which is a signal that Facebook takes, you know, as many other signals when it, when you're, you know, entering the auction. But the point is, is that page insights is valuable. There's a lot of valuable information there, but it's not presented in the right way. And I think it's kind of confusing the way that it's laid out and you can't really click and Mm -hmm. sort in descending or ascending order. It's kind of frustrating to work. Yeah, it really is frustrating. And I I suspect that's why a lot of people don't use it. You know, Mm. I I often used to use it for to look at the engagement rate on a post. And, you know, was that a good organic post? Is that something that we want to boost or put some money behind? Uh, Creator Studio just gives you that real extra information. Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. 
So the idea behind this is to find hooks, right? Is to find stuff that's resonating with the audience. Like they've created thousands of posts, I would say, probably over their lifetime. Like, But you don't know which ones are the best ones. And some of them obviously have some boosting behind it, maybe through fans and friends of fans, or maybe to specific targeting, or just an organic post just to their fans. What's the goal of using this and, and how it relates back to, you know, spending a million dollars on a launch successfully with positive return on ad spend. So for this launch in particular, the strategy had always focused around Facebook lives and they were always like the cornerstone, the pillars of making the launches successful. So what we needed to do was to go back to when they'd run these launches in the past and figure out, you know, what were the best lives and were there any other lives or any other posts that maybe did do well, but hadn't been picked up that were doing well. And then A, can we reuse any of those posts that did work well? And then B, how can we take the, the knowledge from those ones that did work well and make new posts for this current launch? So they were the two key things we were looking at. What worked and then what can we create now and make it work as well or better? Right. So when you're filtering through all these posts, and we're going to take you through Creator Studio here sort of step by step, you're looking obviously for an engagement or posts that really resonate with audiences, in this case, Facebook Lives that they've done. And they've done a lot of these, you know, over mm-hmm. the course of the last couple of years. It was sort of a, a cornerstone strategy, you know, with their previous agency. And, it, and these launches did well. They never, you know, were as aggressive as they want to be right now with us, but that's mm-hmm. fine. That's, that's obviously we've got the right people in charge here in order to make that have happen. Um, yep. But the point is, is you're looking for, posts or lives that resonated, but also ones that maybe are related to the product in the launch? Or does that enter into the equation? You're just looking for just stuff that resonates with the audience right now. More stuff that resonates right now. This client, the products that are for sale, they're all around a a similar theme. It's in the health and fitness niche. So they're all relevant to that. Uh, so it was really at those when at those launch times. So one thing that is very hard to do in the insights post is to sort by a specific time period. In Creator Studio, you can do that very easily. So looking around those launch times, what worked well around those launch times, and then what content was it, what worked the best, and then how can we create more of it and potentially even reuse past posts because I guess that's another thing that people maybe don't think about is posts from you know a year ago two years ago can often still work nowadays like if they worked back then and then stopped running you might still be able to get them to work you might have to tweak something on them but certainly if it's a video post which most of these are we're actually able to reuse some of these and they're working still incredibly well and the only way that we figured that out is by using creator studio to look at those stats and look at how many people engaged and and how long did people stay engaged for so yeah it's um, super i think people are going to be blown away by the information that you can get in creator studio once they start delving into it cool cool so just take us a step back here so we all know how to get into business manager ads manager how do you get into creator studio navigate us through that a bit so you need to go to your facebook page and be logged in as your admin so hopefully for most of people are using business manager now and to access the admin portion so in business manager go to your facebook page and then across the top you'll see various options menu options 
you should see Creator Studio across the top and then you should be able to click straight on that to go into it. If you don't see Creator Studio at the top and you've got Insights at the top, go to Insights and then Creator Studio is the second menu option down on the left hand side and that will take you over to Creator Studio. So two ways to get to it, but both of them are from the Facebook page if you're an admin on the page. Got it. Got it. Okay. So once you're in there, Take us through yep. your thought process as far as how are the listeners going to be able to use this? Not necessarily yep. spending a million dollars, but let's yep. say you you know you want to spend a thousand dollars this month for your first time on Facebook ads. Like, but you've been posting regularly for the last year and you just don't really know what to do yet. So take walk us through like the whole thought process. So when you come into Creator Studio, you'll come into the home studios and there's, you know, various information in there. What we found has been the the best place to go is the content library. Uh, So that's on the left hand side, similar to an insight, you've got a menu down the left hand side. Click on to content library and that's where you can see all the posts that have been posted on the page and then you can start sorting and filtering by time and, and some of the filters that you can create in here and save are great. Jenny's got a heap saved here so it's making it really easy to look through all these different filters. So once you come into posts, it will default to there's post type is the first menu across the top that says post type all. So that's basically just showing you all posts and telling you, you know, when they've been posted. It also will show you scheduled posts. So if you if you're using any type of scheduling, it'll show you those on there as well. So we came in here and obviously the main thing we were looking at was the the Facebook lives, you know, what worked, what didn't work. So you can then click on post type and you can filter it by the type of post. So if you have ever used insights, you would have seen in insights it does tell you the type of post by there's the little symbol for link, video, photo, but there's no real easy way to filter it. So in Creator Studio, post types and filter by lives. So that's the first thing we do. And then we we basically just see all the lives that we've got and then some general information around it. When was it posted? What distribution did it get? How many three second video views? What was the engagement? Those kind of things are just visible straight on the screen. Right. So if I've never done a Facebook Live, I can just do drop down video or image yes. or whatever the type is. Yeah, all the different types of posts that are possible to be posted on your page will be shown underneath that drop down. So any type of post, if you're only ever posting links or photo posts, again, you can again get a really good view of those. So once we came into the lives, then, you know, thinking this is all before we run any ads. This is all in the run up because this is us devising the strategy for the launch. Uh, We needed to get a real deep understanding of the account and the page and as much as we could because we didn't have any access to the previous ad accounts. We couldn't see any of the past results. Blank slate. Um, Totally blank slate. Yeah. So then you can go into all time. There is another option next to post type. It's post status. And then that tells you whether it's published, if it's scheduled, if it's a draft, all those kind of things. But just leave that because you, you really want to look at all posts and most of them will have been published. So we go to all time and this is, it just looks like similar to like it does in ads manager. You can then select whatever time period you want and then look at the posts that were done in that time. So for example, if you click on, you know, last 90 days, it's going to show you any lives that were posted in the last 90 days. And for us, obviously we were picking out those specific periods where previous launches had occurred and then just reviewing all of those lives. Then the next menu across the top is filters. Now you can sort it by description, but what we've actually got in here, what Jenny saved is 
live videos, lives with 2 million views, with all various different levels of views. So there you can even start stepping it up. Like what were the most popular lives? Roughly how many video views can we expect to get? Because then that gives us all those benchmarks that as soon as we start running ads, we know the baseline that we need to be hitting and we know the maximum that they've had before. And then we've already now got targets that we can set for ourselves and that we can advise the client on, you know, hey, we saw this in the launch that you did this time last year. So this is our benchmark. This is what we're aiming for. But then we're actually trying to get it higher than that. So it's allowing you to really get those metrics in place, especially if the client doesn't know, you know, they're like, okay, we want to get most clients. We're certainly a lot of our experiences. We want to hit this ROAS goal or we want this CPA target. But with no understanding of, you know, how do you get there? And as media buyers, we all know that you have to have those incremental steps and metrics before you can even get to the end result. Yeah, you have to do your investigational research to start. And this is like a treasure trove of that kind of stuff, especially if you have this much content. And in this case, previous launches, no access to ad. Like if you could do this guy going back through an ad account, absolutely go do it. But this is sort of the mindset of starting from scratch with you know, using previous content that was non-promotional, right? Or on mm-hmm. the, these lives, was there a call to action in some of them? I'm assuming that there was not. And most of them, there was no call to action button, but there was a, mm-hmm. a link in the ad copy. Got it. Okay. Makes but, sense. you know, th- that in itself is even something that we've delved even deeper in. And, and I suspect we'll probably do a, a roundup episode on this launch once it's done and share some of those deeper insights. But, you know, we, uh, Jenny and I were talking earlier and we're talking about should we add a button to the live or should we not add a button to the live and, and things like that? And should we repost it as a post? All of these things are actually making a huge difference to the performance which is great, you know, great learning for us and great that we're figuring it out quickly on the fly as the launch is going. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Being dynamic. Yep, Yep, for sure. So once you're in there, once you've kind of, you know, you've got your whatever post type you're looking at for us, it's lives, uh, whatever time period, then the good thing you can do then is just click on. Now people, a lot of people will go on here and they're like, okay, well, I'm not seeing much information on this screen. It's basically just a list of all the posts with some basic information. You can then just click on one of these posts and a light box will open up and then that's where you start getting even more information about the post and what's happening how are people interacting with it how much are people watching of the post are they sharing and yeah heaps of cool information in here what metrics are you looking for most like if there's one thing that you could sort of laser focus in on to achieve the objective in this case of you know obviously a successful launch Totally. Yeah. So the baseline metrics probably are you know, three second video views. So I guess are people even getting to that, even interacting with it at all on a base level? Then we're looking at like the funnel insight. So when you click on that post, there's some general information. And on the right hand side, you'll see funnel insights. And this shows you how people are making it through the video. So for the lives, you know, they're generally a little bit longer videos. So you're wanting people most of the time to get past that one minute mark. The funnel insight shows you how people are progressing through the video. So from the three second video view, then through to one minute views, and then how many people are engaging after that. That's a really cool, easy little funnel to see within the post details. So funnel insights is one of the things that we're looking at. Once you've got past that three second, are they staying for for 10 seconds? I suspect 
that will probably change to through play with, you know, the through play becoming more prevalent than 10 second. But right now it's still showing as a as a 10 second metric and then obviously your one minute. So that's the kind of key things we're looking at. Also, if you're particularly with lives, if you're looking at live videos, the peak live viewers is also a really good indication of is that live going to translate well into a, a paid ad? Because if you're not getting a lot of live viewers during the live when it's on, then it's maybe an indication that that might not be resonating as well with the audience. Mm, okay. Now, obviously, the, the number of peak live viewers is going to be different for every single page because it is dependent on the number of fans you have on the page and how much organic reach you would get generally without it being a Facebook Live, which often tend to get higher organic reach. But yeah, the peak live viewers is definitely an, a leading metric of, OK, do we want to put some money behind that or do we want to put something else out there with some better content? Got it. Can you actually force sort or like descend sort through peak live viewers? That seems like a really good one for lives in particular. And we'll get into maybe how we, we you know, we'll do the same thing on just video and not Facebook live because not everybody does Facebook lives. These guys just happen to do a lot of them, but they can do. you actually force rank them so you can say, oh, wow, that one really is the one or those, you know, handful of ones are the ones that are really resonating with their fans. Yeah, that's a good question. I'm just looking at it now and I don't see a way to sort by peak live viewers. You can sort by, you know, one minute views, three second views, those, those main metrics. But yeah, right. yeah, well, I'll have a look at that. And if we, we can come up with it, we'll put some instructions. Yeah, I mean, you're looking for signals at this point, yes. right? Yeah. You know, three second video views. Yeah, that'll probably change to through play at some point in time. Metrics are always changing in Facebook, yep. of course. And then obviously engagement was something that we would typically look at through page insights in the past. I was kind of wonder, yep. you know, that's the only way you could kind of rank them or at least sort of eyeball it. Say, all right, that one might be good right there. I remember when we mm -hmm. did this with another customer ad account, we're like, why aren't we promoting this product? Because this specific topic of collagen, I believe it was, was like, yep. stood out like, you know, an Everest in Kansas. I, I don't know mm -hmm. where I got that really silly expression, <laughs> but like it just stood out. Like it, immediately your eye was drawn towards it because it had this huge spike in engagement. So engagement is another one that we tend to look at as well as three second video views, but it's, it's more like a, it's like a kind of an art more than a science, it sounds like the way that you guys are working through it. Yeah, it, I think it really has been with that that process of figuring it out is, yeah, like, what are we needing to look at? You know, this is relatively new territory for us, like have, having no insight into what's gone before yeah. and what worked before. It's, yeah, it's, it's been fairly new territory. But thankfully, we've, we've been figuring it out and, and the launch is working. Yeah. Yeah. So far, so good. So yes. what was the output? So you do all your research, you look for your engagement, you know, three second video views, engagement, you know, a couple of the other metrics that we've mentioned here. So what was the output of it? What have you guys sort of pulled out in order to tactically insert this into the launch itself? Like yep. How did that kind of work? So with the, the previous lives that had been run, what we were able to do, what, what Jenny was able to do was really sort out, okay, these topics are working better than these topics. So we said it was in the health and, and fitness niche. So that incorporates fitness and also healthy eating. And what we found is the fitness videos are working 
way better than anything around healthy eating or lifestyle or things like that. So we are now taking some of those older videos that were around fitness with our knowledge that we've kind of gained over the past week of having a button or not having a button. We're tweaking some of them and then we're re- now rerunning them as ads. They're now still crushing it, even though they, they were posted maybe last year. Mm-hmm. We're using those old ones and then we're also advising the client, hey, can you do more of this? Can we, can you put out some more of these fitness lives? Because we have, you know, the client has an idea of the schedule that they want to run with the lives. But we're now saying instead of this one next week, can we maybe run something more like this? So it's in the moment, we're tweaking in the moment based on all those current results that we're getting in and those previous results from previous lives. Got it. So the big pullout here was content themes. Okay. Fitness, maybe not eating tips. So it's directional. It's like, clearly the audience wants that. Those customers are really good at that particular type of content. So certainly helpful. And some of this content was done, what, like a year plus ago? Yeah. what, What we figured out is that there was a video from 2017, that mm. I absolutely crushed it and had kind of been missed. But when we looked at, you know, Jenny looked at all the stats on it, she's like, this one here. And she knows exactly why that one worked. You know, we, we talked through it and she's like, this is what worked. This is why it worked. And these are the topics to cover in your next few lives. Got it. Got it. So when you say absolutely crushed it, like what kind of statistics are we talking about there? Like on the high end, like what we consider crushing it. Yeah. Yep. So this, this particular live has had over 30 million three second video views over its lifetime. And it's still a landscape video. So, you know, we were talking, let's recreate this and post it as a square video because we know as an agency, we tested this extensively across multiple accounts that square videos nowadays just absolutely outperform landscape videos. 100%, no question of a doubt, square videos is where it's at. And so this video is still landscape. So we're going to tweak it and repost it as a square. And so that's going to be super interesting to see if it does even better. But, you know, it's currently sitting over 30 million three second video views. You know, that's, that's a hell of a retargeting audience. That's tremendous. And for something like that, was that all organic or did they boost it at some point in time along the way? Yes, it has had money behind it at some point in time, but just, you know, the organic stats on it, I don't have the actual, the breakdown of the organic stats, but organically it's, it performed really, really well. Again, in terms of 10 second views, total minutes watched, you know, Mm. people, people are highly engaged with that type of content from this client. And so like more of this, give us as much of this as you possibly can. So it's like a nugget of gold, like you've just uncovered here. Yep. This is all done through, like this. There's a lot of data to cull through this. Like yes. <laughs> I remember when <laughs> me and Jenny worked on accounts together and we did something similar to this when we didn't have these types of statistics, we'd go to the customer's YouTube channel and watch thousands of videos and then yep. pull one out that had like all the shares and all the likes. And that's how we sort of hacked this kind of thing. That's, you know, four or five years ago now. But, yep. and then it, it, you know, pulled out of that some videos from YouTube that ran for that customer for going on like four years. 
mm-hmm. it was all because of those directional, like seriously, it just like, as soon as you saw it, like, wow, look at the statistics on that, whether or not there was paid media behind it or not, organically, it just did tremendously well. That is telling you right out, you need to do something with this in one way, shape or form. And put some money behind it through ads, use it as pre-engagement content to create large video view audiences, which is sort of the next step of this, I assume, in order to yes. kind of take us down the continuum. But like that type of stuff, it's like, it's right. The data is right there, especially, you know, if you are an agency and you have customers like this and you're looking for something, a looking for a directional way to figure out what hooks are going to resonate with audiences. This is a great way to do it. If you've been yeah. doing it, you know, as a business for years and years as an organic post, Great. Good for you. There's a treasure trove of data now here that you can cull through and figure out yep. you know, what really resonates best with your audience. Maybe you can create products around that in that case. you know. Correct. So, yep. all right. So you find these fitness videos specifically, reformatting it, obviously. So what's the strategy is to boost that back? Like, tell us like, you know, strategically, what would be the next steps? And then obviously we're going to have to have a follow-up episode on this and what's working now to tell us exactly how the thing went, but take us through the next steps. So we have the best performing videos already running in the account in a combination of video view campaigns and conversion campaigns. We're seeing amazing stats even on the video view campaigns in terms of like, you know, click-through rates and conversions off of that, which is almost unheard of from, mm. from our experience. And it goes to show how, how well this client does content. And yeah. it, just a reminder for us that how important content is, how important even the organic content is to anybody, whether you're running a million dollar launch or whether you're running at a thousand dollars a month, it's incredibly important. So we've got the video view, we've got videos running and video views, combination of uh, and conversion campaigns. And then now it's like, okay, there's, we still have a week or so, just over a week left of the launch. Let's get two or three more pieces of that really good content, incorporate them in, and then just making sure that we're retargeting all the different audiences. That's that's the key thing, that we're not missing any of these audiences out. We're retargeting people that have engaged. We're retargeting people that have clicked. We're retargeting people that have viewed videos then with those more conversion-based ads. And not forgetting that image ads also uh, should be a key part of any strategy, whether it's mainly videos that you run or not. The image ads, particularly in those retargeting campaigns, are crucial to really getting people, giving them the opportunity to easily click and get through and make the sale. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So really, this is a two-step strategy. It's it's pre-engagement content, which you know some people are finding the sales page somehow, some way, which yes. is amazing. <laughs> using yeah. video view objective, using conversion objective as well. Have you guys yeah. thought about using brand awareness as an objective or is it like your mid launch? So it's hard to test too many things, but yes, we did. We did pre launch. We did uh, run some brand awareness. Actually, it was more it was engagement campaigns. It was just actually just boosting uh, some posts from the page. Quite basic. Got but it. this yeah, it worked. It's worked well to build up those audiences. And then they were the audiences that we started with initially that in the initial phases of the launch before we were running more, you know, higher budgets with those live and the getting those new video view audiences. And now it's just it's just really set the stage with the good content pre-launch getting some engagement, but brand awareness, definitely. And I think brand awareness is 
underused by a lot of people and it's particularly useful if you if you don't have big engagement audiences if you're not running high budgets then really consider running some type of brand awareness campaign at a smaller budget because it is a great way of building up those audiences that you can then hit hard when you do have something to sell or when you're in a launch phase whatever it is yeah absolutely and uh, brand awareness it's probably one of the least talked about objectives on this show, but sometimes people get thrown off by what you're optimizing for, for brand lift. I'm like, I don't know what the hell that is. But what we found Mm. is sometimes when we do video view campaigns and brand awareness campaigns side by side, or even, you know, test them against each other, we find that the video views, the cost per video view or the three second view, and now the through play is actually less with brand awareness than it is for video view going to the same audience. So you might Mm -hmm. be able to, you know, you might be able to, in essence, create more engagement audiences with different objectives. Either way, the point is, is that you're putting some piece of pre-engagement content in front of someone that, you know, and then you're identifying them as somebody that you are going to target for the next phase, which in this case, once you create all these massive audiences, what will be the next phase of the launch? Are they going to some type of training? Is it a webinar? Take us through that next step. Yeah. So for this one, it's straight to sale. It's a, you know, less than a hundred dollar product. So we are, you know, we can get people to convert straight from a Facebook ad. We are seeing that they are taking, they're not purchasing straight away. They are taking a little bit of time to think about it. We can see that, you know, with, with our, you know, level one, level two, level three, level four campaigns where we're stepping people through the e-com ad amplifier. Yeah, we are seeing they're taking a little bit of time to buy, but there's really, there's no option. It's literally, you know, do you want it this or do you not want this um, at the, at the current price point that it's at? So that's the great thing about having something at that price point as well. You can see very clearly, you know, are are people buying straight away? Are they not? um, What is it taking to get them to buy? So if you were taking this over to like a high ticket sale, for example, Mm -hmm. and we've done this many times with many successful Mm -hmm. launches that you've been a part of where the product being sold might be, you know, a couple of hundred dollars, maybe a couple of thousand dollars. Yeah. You might not get the sale from these video view audiences direct to a sale. Obviously, the amount of engagement is in direct proportion to the ask, in yes. my opinion. So if you're selling a $5,000 product, you're going to have to engage people. You're going to have to warm them up a lot more and go back and listen to the episode with Ryan Dice a few weeks ago where he talks about this sort of levels of intimacy. You can't ask for marriage on the you know, first date, you know, you can't just show somebody a Facebook live and then, Oh, buy a $2,000 product. You need a few more steps in there. So in this case, the price point is relatively affordable under a hundred dollars. So therefore you can do it. But if you were doing this for a $2,000 product or, you know, for us as an agency, you know, I mean, our fees are significantly more than, you know, a hundred dollar product. You need something more before you actually engage and make that purchasing decision. So keep that in mind. I mean, this, you know, you guys creating video view audiences and direct to sale, that might not work for all products. So, but just sort of totally. think, think about like how the, you know, the customer journey works. Like, you know, if you saw somebody once and you had a three second video view for a Facebook live, 
you know, are you qualified to buy a $2,000 product? No, you probably need other pieces of content, something else to bring them in, like a webinar, which we do all the time for so many of our customers, you know, educate them and then call to action at the end, you know, once you've produced value in advance. So yeah, so this is pretty straightforward. So video view, like engagement audiences, which you think you're probably going to be, what's your most valuable engagement audience for sending to direct sales. It's, yeah, I know you guys are going to be testing all kinds of different stuff, but what's your sense right now? The 75% video view audience is working really well, as you would expect it to, because people yeah. are, you know, if you think roughly the lives are about 10 minutes long. So if someone's watching 75%, they're pretty engaged. However, what's been interesting is like the, the people that are watching that much often aren't clicking through straight away. To, and then, but they're re-engaging on the the conversion campaigns, the retargeting campaigns. So I think as well, like what this launch is just cementing for us that we already knew, but just really reinforcing it is that it's not just one type of post that is going to work. You know, you often see a lot of chatter. Oh, do video ads are video ads the best to run right now? Oh, yes, maybe, but you. I think you always have to have image ads in there. You have to have that variety of content, variety of ads, and it doesn't have to be. You know, you don't have to be creating masses and masses of different ads. Take a screenshot sometimes from one of your videos and that'll suffice as an image ad. You Mm -hmm. know, think like make it as simple as possible, but to give yourself enough variety as possible, because that's what Facebook likes. You know, you've talked about it previously. We've talked about it with ad grouping. Facebook likes a different variety of ad and people like a different variety of ad. So really yeah don't get don't get sucked into oh i must just do lives now you know great do lives make them a part of your strategy but incorporate it with other stuff yeah yeah oh wait and that was i think the second big thing for 2020 is ad variation which we talked about in last week's episode episode 235 is that exact idea is like ad grouping and when we talked about this back in in London in Mm. September. It's like, yeah, video is a part of that for sure. But all these other ad types are equally as important. And I think the blend of them together, which we label as an ad grouping, is super important. So don't discount image ads or carousel ads or, you know, dynamic ads. You know, like Mm. like there's a lot of things that you can potentially do or GIFs, which we had a debate over, are they video ads or or (laughs) are they not? You know, like (laughs) stuff like that. So, I mean, variation, I think, is the key because if you're targeting a, you know, a 5 million person audience. Not everybody is a video watcher, right? Yep. Some people are like image clickers or they actually mm-hmm. read the post, you know, and the whole the entire thing, or they just like gifts or they want a carousel. Like it doesn't just think about like your audience is a varied grouping that you're trying to appeal to as many people as you possibly can to engage with your content. Uh, So yeah, really, really good lessons here. So this has been very, very cool. And I'm uh, pretty excited to see exactly how it all turns out. I know the customer is, but so far so good. I mean, this is, um, this is the work that you have to do. I mean, how many hours do you think Jenny actually went back through all this? Like dozens, hundreds? (laughs) Probably. Yeah. I mean, it was at least two weeks worth of research. Yeah. for this. Now, again, don't let that put anybody off. You know, this is a million dollar launch. This is this is a big launch, but, you know, take it in proportion, but don't discount the power of doing the, the pre-work, the pre-research to just get your knowledge, get your head in the game, get that baseline of what has worked in the past, because it really will pay dividends in the long run once you start running your conversion campaigns and when you're asking people to buy. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's like, you might not have to do two weeks of research, but this customer has a ton of content. Yes. <laughs> and like we said, like we were, we're sorting this through Facebook lives. You can also do this for any type of content that you post on your page. Video would probably be the one that a lot of people would do because not everyone does Facebook lives. And these guys sort mm -hmm. of have always had sort of a Facebook live strategy, which is really cool. But yeah, you can do this for all types of different content just by sorting through Creator Studio, which is so much easier to manipulate yes. all the data and, and uncover the gems like you guys have already done for yes. this massive launch. Yep, definitely. Yeah, it's a yeah, cool. yay Creator Studio. Get involved, yay. everyone. Way to go. Yeah. So navigate over to uh, Creator Studio and check it out for your business page. Ange, uh, thank you so much for coming on Perpetual Traffic here. Can't wait for uh, your what's working now in February so we can talk a little bit more and, you know, unpack this launch, which, yes, yeah, it's going to be a biggie. And so far, so good. We should have most of the data back by the end. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah, let's do it. All right, cool. Well, this has been uh, episode 236 of Perpetual Traffic. For all the resources that we mentioned here, we'll put some links in the show notes over at digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Like I said, this is episode 236. Until next week, see ya. Bye. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.